It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. A cold dose of reality, perhaps? A few things that I need to react to from my conversation with Howard Beck on yesterday's episode of Locked on Magic and why the picture isn't as rosy as maybe we think. Let's reel it back, dive into some things on today's Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 12th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about how the picture for the Orlando Magic maybe isn't as rosy as we want it to be. Perhaps there is a little bit of uh, some things to be worried about or, or, or certainly some warnings to be had as, as we feel really good this summer. I'm about to rain on your parade and react to a few things that we discussed on yesterday's episode with Howard Beck. Definitely go back and check out the archives and listen to that episode uh, if, if you can. Definitely worth your time. But before we do that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. I, I really hope that you all uh, got a chance to listen to yesterday's podcast. Again, I will, I will promote that podcast once again. If you haven't listened to it yet, yesterday I had Howard Beck of GQ Sports, longtime NBA writer, has been contributing to the Lockdown Podcast Network throughout the playoffs and, and now into the at least our early part of the offseason. Um, he's been making the rounds uh, to, to all the Lockdown pods, so I was, I was very fortunate to have him. He gave us a, a great national perspective on the magic and, and, and where they're sitting. And, you know, it's, you know, I, I described it as we're in the mud. Like, we're, 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 in, we're down and dirty with this team. You know, we see things every day. And, and certainly, there were a few things that I pushed back uh, against him that, that I've seen from these guys over and over again. But I still think that national perspective, um, that, that kind of bird's eye view is really important because, you know, I won't, I won't hide it. I, I grew up a fan. I'm wearing my magic hat right now. Uh, I grew up a fan you know, I, I want to cover this team objectively, but I'm not going to lie. I, I want this team to succeed. I've had conversations with people who sometimes criticize my coverage, which I'm not saying you shouldn't criticize my coverage. Definitely do. Um, but I, I tend to be an optimist with things. I, I, that, that, that tends to be the how I view the world. And sometimes it's good to get a cold dose of reality from someone who's watching from the outside um, because you're, you become blind to things when you see them every day, you become blind to certain weaknesses sometimes, um, especially when you're at this stage of a rebuild where you're focusing on everything good. And, you know, Howard certainly said some things that I think some of us 
who follow the team can disagree with. Um, you know, I pushed back on him a little bit on some Markel Fultz uh, things that he said, um, having watched him for, for a while now. But there also is it there also is a kernel of truth in that, and we're going to get to that. Um, I'm going to talk more specifically about that uh, in our second segment of today's show. What though? I wanted to kind of get at first is what Howard said about next season. Look, we all believe this team is capable of making a postseason run next season. Between Paolo Bancaro's improvement from his freshman to from his rookie to his second season, uh, the improvement we expect from Franz Wagner, the overall youth of this team, we expect them to get better. Even though the Magic aren't expected to make a huge splash this offseason, we expect them to improve by adding some players in the draft, by making a trade perhaps, by adding a key rotation player in free agency, and who that is we'll dive plenty more into uh, in the coming days. We talked about uh, shooting options uh, earlier this week. There are ways this team is going to get better. But... Howard was right to say that the playoffs are not a guarantee next season. You look at the teams ahead, and I thought he did a really good job doing this. The teams that are in the playoffs, the only team in the Eastern Conference playoffs that was in the eight, that is probably on its way down is Brooklyn. And who knows what Brooklyn's going to end up doing. But Brooklyn is probably the the team that has a spot to give. Beyond that, Toronto is going to remain competitive. Chicago is going to remain competitive. Those are your two teams that lost in the play-in tournament. The Charlotte Hornets are a competitive team when LaMelo Ball is healthy. Uh, he's probably going to be back next year. And so, it, it the Indiana Pacers are a really good team. And sure, the Washington Wizards are probably on their way down too, but there are only eight spots in the playoffs. Ten spots if you include the play-in tournament. And I don't think any of those teams ahead of the Magic are for sure going to give those spots up. You know, sure, I'll sing, single out one team. The New York Knicks went from a four seed uh, in in the bubble year in 2021 to out of the playoffs last year to back in the playoffs as a five seed this, this season. Who knows if they're going to yo-yo back or, or what they're going to do to try and prove that team. Clearly, the way the Miami Heat have kind of worked them in this series They've got some real flaws, and, and they'll roll the dice a little bit to try and correct some of those flaws, perhaps. Uh, they could be a team that could try and make a, a big swing trade that, that might backfire on them in the same way the Chicago Bulls did. The same, and, and again, who knows what will happen with the Toronto Raptors. They lose Fred Van Fleet. Their outlook looks very different. There's a lot of permutations that come in the offseason. I bring this all up, though, because certainly the way I've talked about this team and certainly the conversations that I've had with fans— Everyone is optimistic about this season. And they should be. The way the Magic finished this season, 29 and 29 and 28, 29 and 28 over the last 57 games, after the 5 and 20 start, and, and, and someone and, and one of and one of the comment sections on OrlandoMagicDaily.com made the point that they're actually 29 and 24 before they tank the final three games, which I will grant you. Let's go with that. 29 and 24 over the over 53 games. There is something real there. It, it, it was long enough, it was pronounced enough, the Magic won enough and won consistently enough that there is something there. But the point that 
perhaps needed to be made and, and the dose of reality that we needed to, to hear, perhaps, even at this early stage of the offseason, is that as much fun as this young Magic team is, as good as they played, as, as much promise as they have, they are A, not a complete team, and B, they are not guaranteed anything next year. There is no guarantee the Magic will make good on the progress we think they have made. There is no guarantee the Magic will take that important, huge step up. There is no guarantee that the Magic are in the playoffs next season. Plain and simple. Just the terms of the agreement. There is no guarantee the Magic do anything next year. They are relying a lot on internal develop, internal improvement. That's going to be a big piece of this puzzle. I, I We don't expect the Magic to have a busy offseason. And as Howard said on yesterday's show, the executives that he's talked to don't expect the Magic to throw their weight around money-wise either. They'll, they'll add something to the team, but they're not going to be huge players. The team the Magic finished the season with last year, for the most part, that's going to be the team they have next year. Between... Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, Marco Fultz, Jalen Suggs, uh, Cole Anthony, probably Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac most likely. Those those are eight players you feel pretty confident are going to be back next year. How they fill out the rest of that, that rotation, again, that's like one or two extra players. That's Those are your two draft picks. There's a lot of questions about this Magic team. Again, internal development is going to be a big piece of the puzzle, but as Steve Clifford used to say, you are essentially starting over at the end of at the beginning of every season. The dynamics are different. The expectations are different. Everything changes. And yes, you might have familiarity with the system that you're running and what's expected of you and what you are capable of, which is Magic Team certainly should be, because during that 29 and 24 stretch or 29 and 27 stretch, uh, 29 and 28 stretch, whatever it was, 29 and 25. I can't. I, I was told there'd be no math. Um, whatever. After that 5-20 and 20 start, after December 7th, the Magic finished 6th in the league in defensive ratings. So there is some institutional knowledge, and, and hopefully some things don't need to be taught or reheartened. But you can't take that all for granted. You can't take for granted that the Magic are just going to pick up where they left off and be the exact same team. And that's kind of the big point and one of the bigger things that I took away from my conversation with Howard is that, yes, there is finally a reason to be excited about this Magic team and this Magic franchise. This team, you know, Paolo Bancaro was given this team a future. And now it's up to the Magic to figure out how to build around him successfully to build that playoff team. But there are no guarantees along that road. There are no guarantees that it's going to happen at the pace we want at the pace we expect, even. And the question then becomes, when do you be patient? When do you try to speed up? And the question then becomes, how do you make sure that you do accomplish this thing? At the end of the day, whether you're able to make good on these expectations, to to, to add on to what you did last year, because as good as last year was, there were warning signs that maybe something isn't quite all the way there. The Magic won six games in a row in December. They did not win three games in a row until March. To their credit, 
They also didn't lose three games in a row the rest of the season until March, until that, that March homestand before the road trip that essentially put a put the nail in the coffin of the Magic's postseason hopes. Orlando stayed in that three to five game range behind the 10 seed after that five and 20 start after they made their little run, but never really got closer. To me, that says, yes, there is something there, but also that this team still needs a lot more. And the biggest criticism of Jeff Weltman and this front office has been their unwillingness to change, their unwillingness to take a gamble in some respects, and their faith in what they have. They should believe in a lot of what they have. But very clearly also they need more because nothing in this league is guaranteed or promised. Nothing in... The Sixers were, what, a seven seed two years ago. That was a huge step back. There were a lot of questions about what the Sixers should do after that. Uh, The Knicks have been up and down. The Heat were the top seed in the East last year. They were the eight seed this year. Yeah, I know they're about to go to the Eastern Conference Finals nonetheless, but... Standing still isn't the option. And no matter what you built already, you have to rebuild it and be consistent with it every single year. Another thing that came up in our, in our conversation with Howard was a little bit about this Magic team's future and where some of those needs are. I want to touch on some of those topics and Maybe some long-term thinking that deserves a little bit more consideration at this juncture of the season. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you are money back. You are money back. I don't know. Because just like in sports, conference is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with more than 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed, just like the Magic are looking for the right parts this offseason. See what I did there? Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Unlike the Magic's off-season off uh, moves, eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, there was another subject that, that we touched on yesterday uh, with with Howard um, again, go back archives Thursday's episode. Howard back definitely worth definitely worth your listen. Um, uh, I definitely definitely suggest that. And definitely, you know, despite what Howard says, check out the other great podcasts that he's done throughout the Locked On Podcast Network, especially with some of the playoff teams now. Um, but there's another thing that he brought up that that I thought was was worth mentioning, and 
you know, that was about team needs. Um, and, you know, I asked him, like, how, how did the Magic go from where they are now to, uh, you know, now that they're shifting their focus a little bit more away from being the rebuilding team to being a potential playoff team, what do the Magic need to do to get to that level? Um, you know, I would argue they need shooting. You know, shooting, 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 shooting. Um, I, I think they need better, they just need more consistent depth. I, like, despite what I just said, um, in that opening segment, and, and it's worth noting and worth worth saying that, um, you know, to, to temper expectations, but to acknowledge that this is not a guaranteed thing that the Magic are trying to accomplish here. Um, what what I would what I would also say, and what I would also add is that I still I believe this team has a lot. Um, you know, again, I, I mentioned this in the shoot in the shooting podcast I did a few days ago. I think the Magic can get better shooting by internal development. Um, between Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, Markel Fultz, I think the Magic feel pretty solid at for their starting spots. I think Jalen Suggs and Gary Harris can both compete for that for that starting shooting guard spot. Um, Cole Anthony is a I think he can be a great six man in this league, and so that gives you a solid seven men that you can really rely on. Uh, whether you can rely on Jonathan Isaac, I think, is a big question. Um, so I think the biggest needs for the Magic this summer are obviously shooting. I think they could use some wing depth. Uh, I think they could use one more athletic forward, one more kind of stretch four or swing four um, type player, and, and a backup center. Um, whether that, whether I mean I, I am in the camp that Goga Batadze and Mo Wagner are fighting for one spot as that third center. Um, I think they need. I still think they need a backup center, uh, a, a more kind of traditional backup center, especially because. Wendell Carter has such a has such a pretty consistent history of missing about fifteen to twenty games every season. Um, at this point, I think you just—it's it, not a knock on Wendell. He played he played through a very very serious foot injury this this um, this year, um, which I did not note enough in my in my recap of the season, and I apologize for that. Uh, but um, but it's just kind of been his deal his entire career. So. The Magic feels set, but at the same time, is that a championship lineup? And so when I asked the question to Howard, what do the Magic need to get from A to B, he said two things. One is veteran leadership. Um, and and he's, he noted especially a veteran point guard who can get the ball to players in the right spots, can kind of be the leader of the team, tell guys to, you know, tell guys when they need to be serious, tell his star when he needs to be serious. Uh, can, can kind of just manage the team in, in, in a way that a coach that can't necessarily do that. Um, and, you know, we talked to a little bit of extent about Mark Elfold specifically, um, an executive that that, he, that Howard spoke with and mentioned on our show again on Thursday, another, another cheap plug from me. Um, he mentioned that Mark Elfold's is viewed essentially as a backup point guard around the league. And that kind of gets into this next phase. Um, you know, the Magic, I, you know, and I, 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 I pushed back on it a little bit. I said, you know, I think Markel does do a really good job getting the ball to guys in the right spots, managing the game really, really well. And look, he's 25. He's played two and a half seasons, if that, in the NBA. He's going to continue to get better. And we saw hints of number one pick, Marco Fultz, kind of peeking out sometimes uh, late in the season. And so the question, again, the, the Magic are very much going to give Marco Fultz this season to figure out if he really is 
the point guard of this team's future to figure out if he is a starting point guard for a playoff team, perhaps even a starting point guard for a championship-level team, which is what the Magic, of course, hope to become. The Magic are in a point where they don't need to fill that role, and I don't think it's the immediate role that, that maybe Howard, did, Howard suggested, although I do, I do agree the Magic do need to add some veteran leadership. I, you know, My Horace Grant theory, they need a Horace Grant. They need a guy that's been there that can kind of keep the team serious but still be a part of the group. Um, I think that's, that, that's going to have everyone's ear and everyone's respect. Right now, that's Wendell Carter, and I love Wendell Carter to death, but Wendell Carter has not been in a playoff series. And, and again, I've mentioned this as well in the show, my concerns about Wendell Carter in a playoff series as a non-rim-protecting big. Um, I do have some some thoughts and I do have some concerns, but to that point, like there's a lot of people pitching DeAndre Ayton for Wend- Wendell Carter, and, and there's certainly a point where I thought, you know, maybe DeAndre Ayton would be an upgrade over Wendell Carter. I'm not sure that he is, but it's not, I don't immediately hang up the phone because DeAndre Ayton's a better rim protector than Wendell Carter is, um, even if he doesn't get, bring you the same offensive versatility. Um, again, I think both of these questions, if the Magic are going to make upgrades at, at, at any position moving forward, if there is an all-in trade somewhere down the road for this Orlando Magic team, and I don't think it's this year, it might be next year, it might be the year after, but if there's an all-in or if there's a place where the Magic are probably going to need to find an upgrade when it comes to competing seriously in the playoffs, I will agree it's point guard and center. And so this 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 question that or this issue that 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 Howard brought up about Fultz are is a question we need to ask. I don't think it's a question we need to answer. I don't think it's a question that needs to be addressed immediately, but it's a question that needs to be asked. And it's not this. It, you know, I, I could already see the comments coming in. It's like, oh, this is how you run really talented people out of town. It's like, no, 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 no. This is a question that you need to know for when you're ready to compete seriously. And again, it's not something you act on right now. I am perfectly fine with Wendell Carter as the Magic starting center next year. I want that to happen. I want Markel Fultz to have a fully healthy year. It takes you a full year to recover from that ACL injury. He he had more than a full year. And right, if you look at his numbers, right at about that, that year mark from coming back for the first time is when his play really started to skyrocket. Now imagine he has a healthy summer, a fully healthy summer, with that, with the ACL injury completely behind him, you know, look at Jamal Murray right now in the NBA playoffs. He looks like Bubble Murray. And, and again, he doesn't believe in that distinction, but it's been a full year since he returned, since he fully came back. And you can really see him start, you can really see him playing with, with that same spring and energy that he did before the injury. That's the same thing with Markel Fultz right now. And obviously, Markel Fultz being a lot, young, a little bit younger has taken a bigger leap in his game because he's gotten better skill-wise. So you've heard me say this on the pod a few times when people wanted to make kind of quick changes or quick decisions. And I would say, look, you got to give things a chance to succeed or fail. You can't just come to conclusions because of some eventuality. But you need to ask about the eventuality. And, and, And as we get closer to the season and we do our player outlooks and think about think about the team, everything's going to have an eye on the playoffs. And so I don't think it was crazy. I don't think it was wrong for Howard to come on here and say, I'm not sure Marco Fultz is a starting point guard. 
Certainly, we sat here, watched him play, watched him grow, watched him develop. We see a lot of things that could make him a starting point guard. But I'll agree, he hasn't proven it yet. Because at the end of the day, what matters is what you do in the playoffs. Whether that's right or wrong, culturally, I don't. I'm very excited for the midseason tournament. I want regular season championships and regular season awards because I think each each layer of competition has its value. Um, but I think it's a fair question to ask because at the end, ultimately everyone's going after the OB, the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and if you've got to build your team to win that, and so a big part of next season is asking that asking that question that Howard asked me yesterday or Howard put forward put forward yesterday or two days two days ago whatever I recorded Wednesday um is Markel Fultz that starting point guard and that's the question that he's going to be answering throughout his 2024 season and the magic are going to give him that opportunity to answer I don't anticipate the magic going after a point guard in free agency maybe Fred Van Vliet I don't think the Magic are putting up the money to go get Fred Van Vliet, but um, to Howard's point, while I don't think going after Fred Van Vliet is necessarily the right decision for this team, it makes a lot of sense. There is logic to bringing in a veteran like Fred Van Vliet who can score, who can shoot the three, who can defend defend bigger than his, than his size. Um, there is something to it. Uh, I don't. I never dismissed the rumor had out of hand or said I don't like this idea. Don't do it. I don't like it because of the finances and the age. I don't dislike it for the skill fit. If it were like a one or two year deal, do it, man. That 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 guy. That guy will make you better. But these are questions that we'll have more answers for in a year. It's not necessarily the question to answer today. But it is important to bring it up because, again, the theme of this episode, nothing is a given with this team. We're going to take a short break to put in an ad read. You'll probably see it wherever you see it. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the NBA playoffs the last couple nights as well as, uh, yeah, the NBA playoffs. That's, 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 that's what we're going to get to coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we have our first conference finalist of the season. It is the Denver Nuggets defeating the Phoenix Suns in a blowout 125-100 victory. At Footprint Center, congratulations to Denver Nuggets on advancing. Uh, I, for one, am a very proud papa, very happy for Aaron Gordon uh, for making it this far. He has been such an integral part. He is playing the role we always imagined he would succeed in. And again, there there were no hard feelings with the trade. It was time. Everything had kind of wound its way uh, with this team, with this franchise, with the way with the way the Magic used him, he just didn't get the chance to be this kind of player. And being in Denver's ecosystem has clearly freed him up to be 
a really, really good player. And again, that's... Uh, people have kind of said, like, if the Magic let go Jonathan Isaac, look out, he's going to do something great. And he's like, yeah, because expectations will be different. The role will be more defined. Uh, it, there won't be the hope of him being more than what he is. And unfortunately, the Magic were always asking Aaron Gordon to be more than what he is. And, and he he's finally kind of found the role that fits him best. And I, I honestly, I am so happy for him. I am so ecstatic for him um, to, 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 to kind of finally find his fit in the league. But, woo, Phoenix, what a, what a performance. And, and, and really the theme from Thursday's action in the NBA, the theme from Thursday's action in the NBA was really about what do you do when you're struggling to shoot? Um, Jason Tatum was, what, one for 13, missed all 10 of his shots in the first half. You know, Philadelphia nearly came back and beat Boston. You came back, took the lead against Boston, looked like Boston was going to get eliminated. And then Tatum snapped on, made, scored 13 points, and I think he had 13 points in the fourth quarter, helped Boston close the Sixers out, force the game seven on Sunday back at TD Garden. Jason Tatum did not get frustrated by making by missing shots. I'm sure he was internally frustrated, but he he has the know-how and the experience to know, A, to trust his teammates, and B, to not let that affect other parts of his game. He rebounded well. He passed the ball well. He did such a good job staying involved and engaged, even though he wasn't shooting. And everyone knew Philadelphia was going to make a little bit of run in that game. Everyone knew eventually Boston was going to need Tatum to hit shots, and he kept the confidence to make those shots. Tatum's had a lot of really impressive games, and, and this isn't one of his most impressive games by any means. But that poise to keep to keep his focus like that, that's really impressive. That's really, really impressive. And, and I expect a player like Tatum to understand, hey, I, we were able to get the win. That's ultimately all that matters when you're facing elimination, just to live to fight another day. I expect Tatum to know, hey, I've got to be a better scorer in Game 7. I've got to step up to the plate in Game 7. I can't let this happen again. My teammates lifted me up. I helped lift my teammates up. I understood I had to take a, a supporting role. But now I've got to go out there and take care of my business. And, and I, I would expect a big game from Tatum on Sunday. Uh, I don't know if Boston will win. I suspect they... I don't know, honestly. I don't know. I, I really like Philadelphia. Philadelphia's done... This is the best Philadelphia team of the NBA era, in my opinion. But uh, Or at least the one most likely to win a championship. Um, but that's going to be that's going to be a war on Sunday. I'm really excited for Game Seven uh, up in Boston. And who knows? It might be exactly like last year's Game Seven against Milwaukee. Uh, in the Phoenix game, though, you saw the exact opposite. Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker really struggled to score. They struggled to get themselves going, and they do not trust their teammates. Even though Campaign hit six of six threes, had a crazy, crazy good game. Denver's okay with him doing that. Denver was going to let campaign shoot as long as Durant and Booker struggled because Phoenix, just the way that team was constructed, the way that team was patched together after the trade, they were all Booker and Durant. You go back and look at their games in the series, it was all Booker and Durant. And, you know, the playoffs expose your every flaw. When you're watching a playoff series, when you're watching a playoff game, teams pick you apart and try to get at your weaknesses. And you've got to figure out how to adjust to cover those weaknesses and adjust to attack the other team's weaknesses within your system. And Denver struggled early on in that series, stopping Booker and Durant. Just slowing them down, because they were just having incredible series. But Game 5 and Game 6 
they, I don't want to say shut them down, but they slowed them down enough. And they dared them to trust their teammates to win games. And that's what didn't happen. Phoenix didn't have the help from their supporting cast, as Shaq calls them, the others. Those guys did not step up to the plate. And so you look at the playoffs, it is about your stars. Your stars have to perform. And when they aren't performing, they got to find ways to still impact the game, to still be deserving of the attention that they're getting, to make teams pay for the attention that they're getting. That's what Embiid's done for a good chunk of this series against Boston as he recovers from injury. Harden's been a big beneficiary of that. Tyrese Maxey's been a big beneficiary of that. Um, that's what like that's what the Knicks have struggled with because they because they bought because the Heat have bottled up Julius Randle and kept him from doing anything. You know the the Warriors Lakers series is all about the battle in the paint uh, and limiting limiting the effectiveness of Golden State kicking out to the three point line working inside out. Um, that's these these battle lines are always drawn, but they all come back to the same thing: the star has to perform. And the star has to trust his team and trust his teammates to step up. The Lakers won what game four because of Lonnie Walker. You know they won game one. They they won that game against the Grizzlies, uh, game two I think because of Austin Reeves. Everyone's gonna have a moment where they're gonna have to step up when a star maybe doesn't have his superstar game, and he's gonna need to lean on his teammates to lift him up, or the defense is just gonna be so overwhelmingly crowded that the right play is to pass it to the. To the, to the teammate, and the teammate's got to make it. The big difference for Philadelphia this year is Embiid trusts his teammates. Um, I don't think I've ever seen Embiid trust his teammates the way that he's trusted his teammates this playoff series. Um, you know, he's getting his, but he's getting everyone else involved too. And that's, like, that's the greatest lesson you can learn from the playoffs. Yes, individual stars matter. That's what gets you elevated. They, they elevate their games, but... Everything has to be in place and be perfect. Winning, winning in the playoffs is really hard. Because, you know, outside of Game 5 and 6, Durant and Booker had incredible series. But Denver sold out. They took, they took the gamble. They said, okay, we're going to put four guys in the paint. Booker and Durant aren't going to get easy shots off. They're going to have two guys on them. And if they're going to beat us, they're going to have to kick out to campaign. They're going to have to kick out to Torrey Craig. They're going to have to kick out to Landry Shaman. And those are the guys that are going to have to beat us if they're going to advance in the series. And in Game 6, Durant and Booker couldn't get themselves going and it was very, very clear they didn't trust their teammates to get themselves going because they kept shooting and didn't find a way to keep themselves involved. And again, all credit to Denver. Denver Denver is playing like the best team in the league right now. Um, and of course, they have the best regular season record remaining uh, in these playoffs. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himway, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter there at omagicdaily. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. If you're one of our everyday listeners or you're thinking of becoming an everyday listener, be sure to check out Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. I am posting a new Orlando Magic Daily Big Board. It's draft season, baby. It's combine season. Uh, we're going to talk about what the Magic should be looking for. Talk more specifically about the Magic's needs and how this draft fits those needs. Going over my big board and getting you ready for the NBA Draft Combine as well as the NBA Draft Lottery, which happens on Tuesday because I misspoke a few days ago. 
We are less than a week away from the NBA Draft Lottery and some fun magic news. Um, We'll get to all that on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic, so definitely stay tuned for that. But until then, have a great weekend for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.